Welcome to Literary Quest, a podcast hosted by us, Vicki and Marissa, where we discuss our favorite and fantasy fiction and hopefully can direct you in your quest to find your next great read. At the end of each season, he turns into a monster or beast and pretty much kills everything or everyone around him. And his beast is different every year. He has one guard left, Commander Gray, and Gray is the one who goes and captures women for Ren. And this year, he captures Harper. So she is very feisty, and she wants to escape. She's not here for being wooed. So she tries to escape, and she finds out that Ren's kingdom is basically a hot mess. They're starving. They're being attacked and killed by Karis's army. So she wants to help, and she brings tries to bring people food, she employs some people at the palace, and she also pretends to be a princess from another land called DC, and that pretends that she's in negotiations with Ren's kingdom for an army. Her and Ren grow closer while they gra- uh, travel to different parts of the kingdom, and do they fall in love? Find out. Spoilers ahead. Cool. All right. So I thought I read this book. I did not. Oh, really? I, when I went and restarted this book, I never finished it. I got to page like 350 and then noped out. Seriously? Yeah. There's still like a decent amount of book left after that. I know. Like the majority of the action. (laughs) Yeah. I, what had happened was. I got to a certain point in the book and then I jumped ahead, spoiled what was going to happen for myself, read the synopsis of the other two books and decided I didn't want to finish this one. So I gave up, which is stupid because it's a great book. It is. I love this book. I was so excited to reread it. Yeah, it was really good. It was. I was like, I can't, I don't know. I feel like usually when I DNF a book, I'm like, yeah, that was the right decision to make. Nope, that was not. This was a great book. I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe I just didn't have the space for it at the time, but it was good. Very much enjoyed this book. And it was a YA book. I know. And like, so, I mean, okay, so Harper's a little bit annoying and that she's like, I want to go back. I want to go back. Like, yeah, you know. But I mean, she definitely isn't making real. Uh, she just tried to like escape twice. Well, she tries to escape and then she goes to give them food. But so she, that's not the smartest thing. It's not, but it's not but dumb, it right? I mean, like the 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 intentions were good, the motivations were good. It wasn't just stupid things that she was doing. This is just evidence to me that you can write a YA book with characters that aren't awful mm-hmm. and stupid. Yeah, it can be done. Yep. It yeah. can be done. They can make action like decisions like a normal 18 year old would without being stupid. Yes, it can be done. I love this book. I thought it was so good. I didn't mind that there was no spice because I enjoyed everything else that was happening in the story. There was a lot of action and plot movement in this story. Mm-hmm. Very, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was great yeah so there's i mean there's no spice they kiss a few times and stuff and mm-hmm. but like they're like just like the leading up to it and everything because it's dual point of view right mm-hmm. you get a lot of those like moments yeah you know, those little like butterfly in your stomach sort of things with it mm-hmm. right all sweet mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. yeah it's a yeah. great book it was great. I feel like the character development was really good too. I feel like there was some gr- like there was some pretty good world building. It wasn't as intense as the last book that we read, but that book was also like 800 pages long. Um so I feel like there was some good world building, like good setup for our characters. I feel like the- I really enjoyed this book a lot. More than I expected to, definitely. Um You mentioned in the synopsis that this book is like a beauty and the beast retelling. And I agree, but it's also like, 
Beauty and the Beast meets like Groundhog Day with like a dose of mental illness and a sprinkle of psychological and physical abuse. Mm -hmm. Stir it all up and you've got a curse so dark and lonely. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely got like the groundhog vibe, groundhog day mm-hmm. vibe. Um, I don't know. It was, this book just took some, like, it took, so, it took the story to some places that I wasn't expecting it to go, obviously, because I didn't finish it when I read it the first time, which was a dumb mistake, but here we are. Um, I, th- there were some unexpected things from, from my perspective that happened within this story, which is nice. I love it when a book can surprise me. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like characters are pretty unique in this book. Mm -hmm. And so Harper has a physical disability, which we don't see very often, especially in female characters. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times it's uh, like psychological or mental illness or something like that. You might have PTSD. So we very rarely see like physical limitation. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was great to have that um, in this. And I loved Harper so much because she was like not here for it when people were saying things to her. You know, she had the chance at one point to because um, she has a little limp. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, to get that fixed and she turns it down. Love it. Yeah. I love seeing disability representation in books because you're right. It is not it is not there. There is not much physical disability representation. There is more um, definitely like anxiety, depression, PTSD. We see more of that now in books, I feel like, than even you used to. And in terms of like LGBTQ representation, I feel like there's more of that as well, too. You don't see much disability representation books, though. And so I love it. And I got so pissed off with like the ableist comments that were made, especially by Lilith when she talks about how broken mm. our female main character is how broken harper is and how twisted she is and um she just makes a bunch of terrible comments and it pissed me off so bad um and i i like that harper mentions going to hippotherapy and having the surgeries as part of the rehabilitation process well that like the the physical therapy aspects that go into um care for people who have cerebral palsy and I love that the author mentions in the the afterward in the book uh, that she has a friend with uh, with CP that she used as a reference um, for when she was doing research for this book she mentions asking her if she could jump off of a galloping horse to tackle someone and so I just really appreciated the effort that this author put in to researching and understanding what she was writing about when she wrote this story yeah I completely agree with the research and you saying that reminds me of there's that book it's me before you Mm -hmm. I think and it got a lot of flack for the same for um the author not doing research on it she just wrote about a physically disabled character made all of these assumptions didn't basically do any research talk to anybody with a disability and she got so much you know uh pushback for it as she should have obviously yeah you know so yeah i like when authors do their research Mm -hmm. yeah research if you're going to talk about it yes 100 percent. do your research if you're going to write about something she mentions doing research about a bunch of like the the um sword work and then knife work and stuff that uh uh harper does with gray and also like the medical stuff that noah does like i just i don't know maybe it's my personality type or maybe it's just like the career that i have and the amount of school that i went to um it speaks to me a lot when people who write about things do the work they put in the effort to understand the thing that they are writing about Mm-hmm. because like for example um when i see things that relate to physical therapy on like tv shows or in movies or written in books and things like that like if it's not correct it throws me off like um for example 
in the show house. Mm-hmm. He ambulates with the cane on the incorrect side. Yeah, on the wrong side. Yeah. Um, the way and I it just like things like that, they really stand out to me. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think that's one of the things it. um that you probably really like about Deborah Hark Harkin. Harkin's book, the um, Harkness, yeah, Harkness, her books because she does so much research and so much history, yes, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels thorough. It doesn't feel like they've just made it up, right? Yeah, which I think if you're gonna write about things like disability, especially, but like um LGBTQ representation or things like uh, anything related to medical fields or stuff like that, mm-hmm. you have to do the research. People will know, and it will take people like me out of the story. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I I really enjoyed Rin's character, but there were times when I was like, oh my gosh. Can you just like, I don't know what, I don't know what. Like, she's just so stubborn and like headstrong. And I love that. But at the same time, it's like, okay, but you're kind of getting in your own way right now. Like, can you just do something else? (laughs) Yeah. I had conflict. Like, I still liked her, but definitely at, uh, at some point in the book, I was like, I am so over everyone in this book, but Gray. Like, I love Gray. Great. He's my favorite character. Like, Rin is wearing me out. Harper is wearing me out. All I care about is just Gray making out of this, making it out of this, and being okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they were they were a lot. Um, they were a lot. Like both of our main characters were mm-hmm. a lot. But I feel like Gray was. He was. He was. I I liked him, obviously. I love Gray. Just like said steadfast, solid, right, reliable. He was just like, I, I'm loyal to you, I'm loyal to like I like what else do you do, dude? Yeah. Like I don't know. It felt Well, this isn't his book. He doesn't have a lot of like internal like there's very minimal internal monologue. They're saving that, I'm assuming, for the the other books in this series, because there's two more. And it sounds like the next book is gonna focus more on him, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This isn't his book. I know, but I and I I liked him too. He was definitely the least annoying of the characters, I suppose. Although he did remind me so I think it's kind of closer to the end where he sits and has a drink with Ren. Um, Ren. Yeah. And he says something. Um, oh, and he like has stuff like he like he like says to Ren, like, oh, he has to kill him it, instead of like to lose his service or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just for some reason had the mean girls thing inside of my head going, why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> <laughs> with him sometimes like why are you so obsessed with me that is interesting his and so it makes you wonder Mm -hmm. because he is like mm, ridiculously loyal to Rin Mm -hmm. and I have some thoughts about Rin too we'll get to them in a second but it does make you wonder like what else is going on here Mm -hmm. so we find out later that he is definitely carrying some guilt about this situation with Rin and probably with like the fate of the entire kingdom because Lilith, the enchantress bribed him and he Mm -hmm. took the bribe, even though it seemed innocuous and all of the other guards had done it. Like he did it too. And it resulted in the entire kingdom being cursed and the entire Royal family dying. And, also a lot of like literally all of his co-workers so (laughs) i am confident that some of his loyalty is gonna stem from survivor guilt probably Mm. shame yeah yeah guilt and shame yeah all right all right, I see your point. I wasn't looking at it like that. Yeah. I mean, it does yeah. seem so they have a moment 
And that scene that you're talking about where, um, uh, Gray says something to, uh, Ren and Ren, because he's released Gray from his oath, Ren says to Gray, yes, my Lord. And I had a, like a terrible thought, like, oh, I would not be upset at all if we had Ray, uh, Ren and Gray coming together in a romantic way in this story. No, I would not either. There was a spark, and it, it is brought up near the end of the book, too, in that same scene with Gray and Harper, too. Yeah. We could have ourselves, you know. Can we get, here. like, a thruple, please? Um, the, yeah, I wanted, I, I don't know. I wanted some spice. Yeah. I want between Ren and Gray. And then I felt bad because this is like a book for ninth graders. <laughs> and like, okay, I, I guess you can't put sex in a book for ninth graders, but. Hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be are probably, about it. Ninth graders are probably getting those old historical romances from the library though. I don't think I started reading smut until I was like in 10th or 11th grade. Trying to think. You know, I think I was the same because I started it when I, during one of my mandatory community services that my school made everyone do. Mm. So it would have, it's just sometime in high school. Yeah. So I don't know what, but yeah. Yeah. I think I was probably 11th grade. Um, so I don't know if we had gotten a Wren and Gray moment, I would have shipped it mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. I mean, they've spent five years together. Mm -hmm. Going through a lot of trauma with each other. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Um, back to Harper. So, so the book starts with Harper being like the lookout for her brother while he's like roughing someone up to get their money, basically. Right. Their yeah, dirtbag yeah. father abandoned them after borrowing a ton of money from somebody. And their mother's dying of cancer. Like, this is the worst situation you could have for two teenagers, I think. <laughs> or I don't know. I don't know how old Jake is. Harper's 17. Mm -hmm. Jake, I think, is a little bit older than her. Well, he would have to be. His boyfriend's a resident, so he's probably at least. It's got to be like 25. 24, 25, 26, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got to be a little bit older than her. Um, yeah. So we start out with that. Um, it's nice to have run into a female character who's not completely estranged from her crappy family. I feel like that is. That is a lot of fantasy stories. Yes. So I did like that because that was the other thing about this is so many times we have fantasy or alien or monster romance where the girl is kidnapped or taken away or something from what she's used to. But they're like, her life is horrible, right? Yeah. She's like dirt poor, being abused by her family or something like that. So it's like, why do you want to go back? Like wh what? Right. Yeah. Like, it's hard to believe that she really, truly loves these people and wants to give up her whole life to return to the horrible life that she had before. Right. And in this case, though, it makes sense. Because she it's actually different. loves their family. Yes. And her family is in a whole bunch of dirt bags, except for her dad. Yeah. Mean, yeah. Like, they care about her. These people will miss her. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's believable. Mm -hmm. that is still one of the biggest issues that i have with like a court of thorns and roses and fair wanting to get back to her family so freaking bad mm -hmm. when they were so terrible to her like girl why i still i, I mean years later haven't let it go anyway <laughs> um but we don't have that with this book like we have a girl who has a good relationship with her mom and her brother and they love her and her being absent from them is like significant she knows that she will be missed and that they will worry so it's nice to see that yes. and i think that that really lends itself to some of the conflict that we run into as ren and harper's relationship develops right mm -hmm. because part of their curse like the curse breaking is that 
the girl has to fall in love with Ren and sacrifice himself for Ren, right? Out of love. And I just don't. The problem that I have with that is that she's with him for like six weeks or something. And you could definitely argue that a person could fall in love with another person within six weeks. Sure. But to say that that type of relationship is going to trump the love that she has for her brother and her mother, the people that she has grown up with and that have formed her life and that she's been when she's had a great relationship with them. Mm -hmm. No, like that math is not going to add up there. So I like that about this story, too. Yeah, it's not the girl falling in love with the guy and giving up everything. It's the girl saying, hey, I love you, but. Yes, and that's so much truer to real life. Yeah, in pretty much any relationship, you know, a lot of times. Yeah, there's a moment later on when Ren is like, you do not love me. And Harper says, it's not about not loving you. It's about loving them. Mm-hmm. like she's known him for a few weeks and he may be great but this is her family mm-hmm. yeah I like that a lot again more true to life yes mm-hmm. so gray and rem right they are kind of shady with mm, yeah. harper right they remind me a little bit of Faye because they dodge some of her questions, right? She has to be really blunt with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so she plays cards with Gray and she gets some information out of there. And they're not under, as far as I can tell, they're not under some sort of geese or whatever geese. Yeah. Um, where they have to remain quiet because they pretty much do reveal everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still all sketchy about it. Like at one point... <laughs> Harper finds just a room of blood, right? Just this like horrible room of blood. And she's, Ren is totally calm about it. And she's obviously like, why do you have a room full of blood? Like, what, what is this? Like, there's blood everywhere in this room. And he doesn't really totally answer her questions. He's like, oh, it's fine. You don't have to worry about that. You know, (laughs) I normally have gray block it off. It's, It's nothing. And so um she obviously wants more information and she gets frustrated with him and she's like you're not answering my questions he goes i think i've been very direct in answering your questions you're just not answering the right ones <laughs> or asking the right ones so yeah. like i mean if i had a room of blood like that right and somebody found it and they had questions i would just kind of like explain the whole thing Right. I wouldn't just give them like, I mean, cause that's, you have a room of blood. You've got to. I mean, he does though, because I mean, she because... asked so many questions. He's eventually like, look, I had sex with this woman. Right. And she thought it was more than what it was going to be. And I informed her that that was not the case. Mm-hmm. And she eviscerated me. Mm-hmm. They get there after harper asks him a bunch of questions he's not very forthcoming right Mm -hmm. which i mean i guess makes sense like is that a story that you want to tell people no but like you keep your look i messed up screwed the entire country because i put my dick in the wrong person Mm mm-hmm so, I mean, from a self-preservation type of standpoint, I guess I understand why he's not more forthcoming. But at the opposite, like at the same time, I feel like they need to acknowledge and they do in some in some areas that um, Harper is not the same as the other people that they've kidnapped before. Mm-hmm. And she's their last chance. So maybe why wouldn't you be a little more forthcoming in this situation? Right? What mm-hmm. have you got to lose at this point? Right. Also, again, just like how unrealistic is it for them to, for like a person to expect another person to fall in love with them within like six weeks? Like, yeah. Go home. 
<laughs> Might as well just go home. Mm -hmm. I do love, oh, I love this. I love this about Harper so much. Mm -hmm. Anytime she sees someone who might have like just happened to be at a disadvantage for anything, she's like, you know what? I got you. Yeah. That's how she ends up in Emberfall. She yeah. sees, um, what's his name? She sees Gray like escorting this really drunk girl out of a bar. And she's like, oh man, I have to interfere. <laughs> this child, oh, she's 17. She's a child. This child in an alley with a crowbar is like, yep. <laughs> There's a fully grown man hauling a drunk girl out of a bar, a better protector. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so she beats up on this gigantic man and that's how she ends up in Emberfall. And then later on, they run into the guy. I think his name is Jameson. He had been a soldier or whatever. It's a guy with one arm who can use a sword pretty well. And she's like, hire him. Mm -hmm. Which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Right. And then later on, she runs into Zoe, who is a music apprentice, but she's really good at defending herself and she can shoot a bow like nobody's business. And she's like, hire her. Yeah. Anytime so. there's someone who might be like who she thinks might be treated with a disadvantage, either because of ability or gender or whatever, like con level of consciousness. Um, Harper is like, you know what? No. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stand up for this person. Yes. I love that about her. Super brave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a huge Harper fan. Yeah. Like she, she wears me out sometimes, but I love her character. Mm -hmm. Me too. Um, I have like conflicting feelings about Ren. I don't remember being so annoyed by him the first time I read this book. Mm-hmm. But the second time I read, I obviously didn't finish it the first time. Second time I read it, he just seems very schemy, like very conniving, very much playing this interaction with Harper like it's a, like a game, right? And they mention that, like he, he thinks about strategy a lot, which I mean, I have, I have feelings about mm -hmm. because the idea is He's got to make someone fall in love with him, right? Right. At a base level, do you feel like you're going to fall in love with someone who's playing your relationship like it's a game? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And Harper points that out too yeah. as well. And like she says it to him. She says like, I can't tell when you're being real. Mm -hmm. um, and that was around the time that he told the story about his youngest sister. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Like, it doesn't seem genuine, and people are going to pick up on that. However, can you imagine from Ren's perspective the vulnerability that would have to come with offering your love to this is their 300 and something season, right? Like, being open emotionally like the vulnerability that would come with opening yourself to the, the possibility of love that many times mm -hmm. like there's no way self-preservation says there's no way I don't think he tried very hard before though I don't think he tried very hard but I think it was from like a desire to protect himself mm-hmm um, a sense of helplessness that I think, I think Harper really challenges in him mm -hmm. that none of the other girls did. Right. Right. And so I don't love the like, oh, she's special. She's different type of trope. Right. Yeah. She's yeah. not like the other girls. Mm -hmm. She didn't just go along with being kidnapped. What? Mm -hmm. Who are these other girls? I know. I know. That's just like, oh, we've never had anyone like Harper. I'm like, come on. Out of like 300 girls you've captured, none none of them put up a fight. Yeah. They were all just like, t I, that's really sad if that's how our gender yeah. is. <laughs> Out of 300, we get one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Speaking of that number. <laughs> yeah. 
The math does not make sense here. The math is confusing. Here's uh, what. Hmm? So it's it's five years that they've been cursed, right? Yes. And each season lasts like six to eight weeks, right? So if you round up, um, it's six times a year, right? It's been five years. It's 30 times, right? Five Let's hope it's 30, right? That's 30 okay. times. In five okay. Years. Yes, but I'm pretty sure the season ends when Rin dies, right? Mm-hmm. And so we know that Rin has jumped off of buildings, drowned himself, stabbed himself, um, other terrible ways of killing yourself. Yes, but that means he had to have tried 270 other, di- is that, yeah, different yeah. ways, at least, at least, because he says it's over 300 years. Yeah. So it just, I... Well, not 300 years, 300, 327 seasons, right? Sorry, seasons, yes. right. Yeah, right. so yeah. he has, he, yes. Um. Now, there is some variation in the length of the season, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes the beast comes on sooner, sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't. Um. But still, that means he, like, <laughs> tried to kill himself a lot of times. The other thing with that is... This is where that dash of mental illness comes in. (laughs) Well, but the other thing is then, so does he, like, capture that? Because then they mentioned 300, like, 320 girls or whatever, right? So, but if he's killing himself, that means every year he stole a girl, or Greg got him a girl, right? And so when did he kill himself? At the beginning of the season? At the end? Right? Like, because in that... Because if he got a girl every single season... Right. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he killed himself, that means it's there had to have been at least a couple weeks there. So it's yeah. not like every day it's restarting. It must no. have been a couple of weeks. I just I don't. Yeah. The math isn't super believable. No, and that's frustrating also, to me. I don't know why. Like three hundred and something girls. Like that's a lot. From Washington, D.C. I know they're not all from Washington, D.C., but eventually he's like, yeah, we just started kind of pulling them from this one area. Like, what? Yeah. Okay. That's a lot, but okay. D.C. is kind of small, too. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty populated, uh, though. Like, it is. Like, most people don't even live there. They live in, like, Maryland or Virginia. Mm -hmm. Because nobody can afford to live in Washington, D.C. Because it's expensive. You should have just captured all three in the government. Yeah. That would be great. Why don't you take Lauren Boebert? <laughs> Please. Anybody. Please. Somebody. Please. Please. We don't want them. You can have them. Take her to Emberfall. <laughs> we won't miss her. We don't want her back at the end. No. <laughs> take her creepy, weird um, husband with you. Mm. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the book I mean I guess it's just kind of well I don't want to say like typical man because that's toxic masculinity right but he was like oh I treated it like as a joke first like I'd be like oh get me a blonde this season or Mm -hmm. you know whatever I was like oh gross yeah but I think that Rin was pretty gross at the start of this right oh yes very much so I mean he had probably so the way so it's hinted at, it's not expressly said that he did somehow kind of promise her more to um Lilith. Yeah. And then went back on it. Mm-hmm. So not the best. No. Ren is uh Ren is not Ren is not the best at the start of this curse. Right? I I think it's why he gets himself cursed. It's why he gets cursed. <laughs> Yeah, he is not the best. Mm-mm. Um, so yeah, yeah. I don't. I just don't know what to think of Ren. Like, I don't know how to feel about him mm-hmm. because he's like this weird combination of like, I don't know, arrogant and entitled, but I don't know, damaged. Suffering from PTSD, mm-hmm. reliving trauma endlessly. 
I think that um, it was good. So the uh, it being a dual point of view was really helpful for me mm-hmm. with that because I feel like we do get sort of a softer, less sneaky, you know, side of him mm-hmm. by getting that dual point of view. But it's also really ridiculous for him to like at the beginning him trying to come to terms with having feelings again yeah and he's like oh what's this feeling i don't understand or when um gray and harper uh gray was teaching harper to throw daggers right mm-hmm. he says that she kept hitting things and he's he like gray was pleased harper was pre- pleased i was not pleased yeah okay mm-hmm. all right that like weird pouty jealousy yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh or there's this one line where he goes i'm glad it was cold the cold suits my mood like <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> nobody's ever glad that it's really that cold no <laughs> <laughs> sorry about your mood <laughs> yeah i i just don't i don't know how to feel about him I don't know like I want to like him but he really pisses me off most of the time gray is still my favorite mm-hmm. yeah I don't know I don't I don't know I still at the end of the book don't really know well Harper doesn't either I know <laughs> and that's what pisses me off um at the end of the book Harper has gone through so many awful things Mm-hmm. The last of them being that she jumps in front of a sword on his behalf mm-hmm. and is in a coma for six days from being stabbed. Mm-hmm. And so she's like healing and they go for a walk and he's like, I love you. And she's like, I mean, I don't really know if I love you. <laughs> and he like they're holding hands. And so he lets go of her hand and he's like, oh, and I'm like my dude she jumped in front of a sword for you Mm -hmm. she got shot with arrows for you she left her home to come back for your people does she have to say the words maybe also she's like 17 Mm -hmm. she's a child does she have to be like yeah bro i love you too for you to be like comfortable holding her hand Stop being so threatened. (laughs) Yeah. I just got like really annoyed. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you so. Why are you. I mean, obviously. Five years of trauma. That's why he's so fragile. (laughs) But I was just very annoyed. Mm -hmm. She's she's 17. I mean, by the end of the book, I was not shipping her to be with anyone. She's 17. She needs at least three, like, regrettable boyfriends <laughs> before she's like, yep, love you, let's get married, prince slash king of Emberfall. Yeah. You know. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. You haven't lived think- until you've done it with three regrettable people. I I think the rest of the series takes place over a couple of years. Oh, so nice. I think maybe there's more growth and maybe they have some issues and stuff. I don't know. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Um so one thing that I both liked and annoyed about was annoyed about with Harper, right? She's very self-righteous at times. Mm-hmm. Um and one of those times Lilith is torturing Ren, right? And Gray's not really doing anything. Gray's holding her back from, like, confronting Lilith. And she gets all mad, and she's saying to him, like, if it was me, I would never do this no matter what Lilith did to me. I I would never stop fighting, right? And then, like, she gets a cut on her face and passes out. She's, like, screaming at a room of blood. Mm -hmm. She sees some violence in the one of the towns and like can't handle it and passes out and I was just like I don't believe you no like and I felt 
I just was really annoyed. I guess because I was kind of defensive of Gray too. Yeah. That she would say that. I was like, seriously? And then to be like, that's like me saying, oh, I would never, I know my limits. Learn your limits, Harper. Yes. I was so frustrated with her Mm -hmm. in this scene because she has seen the room and Rin has said, yep, Lilith did this to me. She eviscerated me. This is my blood on the ground. Those are my organs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he makes it like he makes arrangements for Harper to meet with Lilith because that's what she really wants. And Rin is trying to do right by Harper. Mm-hmm. And so Harper walks in with Rin being tortured and she's like, I didn't think she would be like this. What? What? Everybody, everybody told you she would be like this. What did you think? Did the blood on the floor, the organs on the floor not give you enough of a clue that she would be terrible? Do you really think Ren, who has lived, I don't know, hundreds of seasons at this point, would be like, yeah, she's not, she's not cool. Like, she's not, I don't really want you to meet her because she's terrible. Like, no, sweetie, he's not just trying to keep you away from her so that you can stay here. He talks pretty much constantly about how easy it would be just to die and have all of this over with. So it's not you. He's trying to protect you, right? Yeah. I was so frustrated. And she's like, I didn't think it would be like this. What did you think it would be like? And then she gets her face cut and she's like, she cut me. Like, what did you think was going to happen? I know. And she passes out from it, which is fine. Fair. I would probably pass out from it too. Yeah. But the fact that she had then been so like, I would never stop fighting. It's like... You would have passed out the first time she, like, cut your tendons and your ankle or whatever it was that she did to Gray. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just got super frustrated. Lila sucked and I hated her. I hated her. But Uh, you know what? She she gave me, um, Ayanthe vibes. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. Vibes from a guitar. Yeah. A little bit. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Because there's I, this. Oh, go ahead. I think of um, Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter. Mm. Like, just bad. Like, self serving, bad. Yeah. Self righteous, almost. Bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hated her. I could not stand when she um, was like, forcing herself on Ren. Oh, I hated it was just that. a kiss, but I hated it so much. If this hadn't been a YA book, I'm afraid of what else would have happened, right? I know. Me too. I was like, I don't first of all I didn't remember it from my first read. So I was like, oh, rereading this. I was like, oh no. And then as I'm reading the scene, I'm like, oh my God, is this gonna be like because he said like this is the worst type of Mm-hmm. Um, the worst type of stuff that she does so it's happened before and I was like is this gonna be like a fade to black you know essay scene or something yeah. like I was and so when she started torturing him with scenes of what's going on in his kingdom I was relieved yeah I was like oh well at least it's not you know sexual assault I yes guess. but yeah I was so mad when that happened Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he's all ashamed, and so then he pushes Harper away, and he just kind of secludes himself, and she's yeah. confused. But it does lead to it being really sweet, and them having to like stay in the same room together and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I liked that about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really appreciate Ren schooling Harper on why you don't just blindly make deals with people and just offer everything that you have because uh, yes. that's basically canon in every fantasy story like mm-hmm. you don't just give them anything yeah give them something specific because they will take everything that you have mm-hmm. I love this it's an excellent nod to just every fantasy book ever yes. especially with the fae yeah um right so 
Uh, the last hundred or so pages of this book are wild. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So Gray, no, uh, Ren and Harper have concocted this like whole story. She's the princess of DC. She has a large army. Her father is discussing like alliances with the king of Emberfall and Ren and Harper are going to get married and the armies from DC are going to protect everything. And so they've kind of lied to everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. And everyone believes it. They've amassed an army of people and civilians and stuff that are living at the castle and that they're feeding and training and things like that. Right. They're just trying to keep up the facade. Like everything is fine. It's all a lie, but everything is fine. And then Lilith is like, you know what? If you want to go home, I'll let Gray be in charge of this. Ask him, convince him to let you go home. Right. Because mm-hmm. she's, Ren is still, no, Harper is still trying to get back to her family. And Gray is like, no, absolutely not. You can't go back. Mm-hmm. And so Ren convinces him, or Ren doesn't convince him, Ren orders Gray, Gray to take Harper home. Mm-hmm. And so she goes, but then is like, okay, but come back and get me in a day, like 24 hours, come back and get me. I'll make peace with everything that's happening here. Make sure my family's good and then come back. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gets home. Her brother is being shaken down by Lawrence, the dick bag that he works for, um, and I didn't remember her brother being such a jerk. Right? And like, yeah. especially because the way she was talking about him, like, oh, I got to get back to my brother sort of thing, right? Did not expect it. So she comes back and he's just like, where were you? And then I don't believe you. And then he scolds her and treat, uh, treats her like a child, which I mean, I guess she is. She's 17. But still, he just, she says that he always treated her as somebody to do things like stand like watch and not actually contribute or make any decisions or take any action which is very telling i think yeah yeah i was just so pissed off and like indignant because yes she's 17 um but her dad's been gone for a while her mom has had cancer for like years she's probably been doing a lot to raise herself Mm -hmm. my dude and she's like really capable and at this point pretty good at throwing knives so okay he accuses her of working for his boss oh yeah that's right it's terrible oh you show up with like jewels and gold and what am i supposed to think well you happy your sister's back yeah yeah no Meanwhile, in Emberfall, Rin meets with Karis Lauren, who is the queen of uh, Sil Shallows, which is the kingdom that is encroaching on his and killing his soldiers and his civilians and basically wanting to take what he's got. Mm-hmm. So she rolls up and he's like, you know what? I'm going to fake it till you make it, right? Yep. Feeling kind of confident. And it blows up in his face. Because she's like, by the way, I know your dad is dead because he stopped paying this tithe that you didn't know anything about. And you aren't even the heir. Um, He had a child with someone else before you were even born. So they're technically the heir. It's not even you. And by the way, you have a week to get out or I'm going to kill everybody. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't go well for him. Didn't go well. He's like, "Mm, yep uh fake it till you make it. it's not gonna work in this situation mm-hmm. right no so he says okay um i guess i'll just have everyone evacuate and throw myself off the castle and in this hellacious nightmare that has been my life for the last five years But it doesn't work. And he turns into like a dragon horse monster and then tries to kill everybody. Like, oh my gosh. Holy trigger warning, Batman. Like, where's the suicide warning, right? I know. I was 
because I forgot about that too. Because he just, I was like, did he just jump off the castle? It's like, oh no. Yeah, then- my note on the thing is like, holy shit, what? <laughs> I was like, oh god, don't remember that. Yeah, I felt bad for him, obviously. Yes. sucks um because could you imagine because she actually says it later on too it's like oh he even failed doing this yeah <laughs> which is kind of harsh yeah <laughs> not wrong not wrong but it's pretty harsh yeah. yeah um so it's interesting so one of the chapters right so because it's point of view um i thought it like my kindle wasn't loading properly because she had a whole chapter that was blank and it was like monster beast or something and it was because like it's just one page and it's blank um mm-hmm. because he's not having any thoughts i was no. like why isn't my kindle loading <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah uh so uh rin turns into a monster Yep. attacks his people and gray shows up at harper's house like mm, it's all gone to shit yeah and, and he's half back. dead <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then finally her brother's like hmm i guess maybe she wasn't lying i'm so annoyed so annoyed with him yes yeah anyway um they time hop or uh, dimension hop i guess back to emperfall except jacob and his um boyfriend noah i think is his name uh Mm -hmm. go with them because they're being attacked by lawrence's people in washington dc and um yeah uh things get even more wild i don't know why but I loved it so much mm-hmm. when Harper encounters Ren's monster and yeah. the monster is just like, oh, Harper's back. And I was, was like, oh, it was really <laughs> cute. He like nuzzles his head into her chest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. monster. No, I was like, I want a dragon monster friend. I do too. <laughs> Yeah, that was adorable. I was so excited. Mm-hmm. We are like screwed if monsters are ever like a real thing. We're like, gonna oh, die immediately. Can I hug it? Mm-hmm. Can I fuck it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Immediately dead. Mm-hmm. Um. And so the monsters like it knows Harper and it's very protective of Harper and it takes it away from he takes her away from gray and from her brother mm-hmm. and then um he makes it so that harper can ride on his back and he starts attacking the people like the army from still shallows and destroys them and harper directs him and it's like super great except they get nailed by a catapult and harper gets torn off of him and then she gets shot yeah, things don't go her way for a little bit there. They don't. I was shocked. Like, I feel like usually the female main character doesn't get, like, really tremendously wounded. Um, But Harper gets, like, shot and the arrows embedded into the ground so that she can't get off the ground, which sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Three arrows. Three arrows that she gets shot by. And I mean, it works out fine. You know, she gets rescued. Eventually, Gray, like, he comes and they unstick her from the ground. And he's like, Harper, pay attention. And she's like, you never call me Harper. Which reminded me of um, Camry Moaning's The Fever series when Michaela is in, like, mortal dire situations and barons calls her by her name and he's like she's like oh no <laughs> this you never call really me back bad. this is bad i must be dying mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh yeah um but she's fine you know she gets shot three times and she passes out but she wakes up 
and is like, hmm, I was only a flesh wound. I guess I'll like go for a walk or something. So she she leaves with her brother um, and sees Ren, who is still a monster. And yep. it's like, oh, huh. <laughs> I guess the curse isn't broken. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I love your, your, your summary right there is fantastic. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and Lilith, that bitch, shows up and she's like, ha ha. <laughs> Sucks to suck. I guess I'll put him on a leash. I don't know. Um. It's it's really something. Mm-hmm. And it is at this moment where Lilith is like, um, you have to sacrifice yourself out of love for him, right? Mm-hmm. And it's literally been six weeks and Harper's a 17-year-old girl. And she's like, I don't know if I love him. I'm 17. And I, like, what are these problems for teenagers? <laughs> I don't, okay. Anyway, Gray is like, you know what? I'll make a trade. I'll sacrifice myself for him. And Lilith is like, are you for real? And he's like, yes. And then um, Lilith is like, fine, let's do this. So she makes like she's going to kill Ren, right? And Harper throws herself in front of him. Gets stabbed, like we mentioned before. But Gray's like, what's up, sucker? And he grabs her and they do the time warp and land up, land back in Washington, D.C. again. And he kills her. We assume because we he didn't assume. watch her die. Right. He slit her throat. We assume that she's dead. She's yeah. probably not. But who knows? Anyway. And then Gray's like, bye. I was so annoyed at this. <laughs> Never Look. seen from again. <laughs> Look, I get why. I get it. Because he finds out, spoiler here, he is the actual heir to the throne. Okay, fine. But this is what you should have done. You could have come back, seen if you could transport Noah and I don't remember. Jacob, Jacob, thank you. Back to the human realm, right? Mm -hmm. And then been like, I need to do some soul searching (laughs) and then left. (laughs) That's the proper etiquette. Like, because they just kind of, they, they think he's dead. Right, yep. they have no idea what happened to him, and that's mean. And then they left Noah and Jacob with absolutely no way to get back. We don't mm-hmm. even know if it would work now that Lilith is dead, but could have tried. Yeah, yeah. So not the best. Yeah, options. Taylor, just come back and be like, "I need to. This was a lot for me. I need to go on a journey." He is the only one that, besides his mother and Karis Lauren, he's the only one that knows that he's the heir. I don't understand why he couldn't just go back and be like, huh, there's an heir out there. I wonder who it could be. Not I. Yeah, I know. Maybe he's real bad at keeping secrets. He's like, I don't want to be king. I don't want to rule anything. I'm going to hide in the woods i remember that i bought the second book and i was hesitant about reading it i still have not read it but because i was so annoyed at gray Mm -hmm. because of that and also because he does say he's like i don't want to rule but i also know that sometimes it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. what you know somebody wants and that made me go, seriously, dude? Like, <laughs> sorry. You're fine. Um, and so then I was worried that the next book would be him basically trying to take over, you know, and that there would be a ton of conflicts between him and Ren and Harper, which there might have been or there might be. I don't know. But I didn't want to read that. Yeah. So... That's why I didn't continue the series because yeah. I didn't want to read. They are just such a great like friend group. Yeah, would have been better to turn them into a throuple in the next book, but whatever. Yeah, we're not authors, so no, no. <laughs> I mean, I still really enjoyed it. 
Yes, I did too. I was, uh, yeah. At one point in the book, Harper mentions that she read an article about the psychology of crosswalks and that it had to do with drivers and pedestrians knowing, like, the countdown, knowing how long it would go on reduces suffering Mm -hmm. because they have an end time, right? So I thought, that's really interesting. Let me find that. I couldn't find it. But to be fair, that's a pretty kind of obscure, you know, study. But I was, I had been curious to read it. But I did find a whole bunch of terrible studies about how there's a bunch of racial biases with crosswalks. Really? And yes. Yes. People are, it's so messed up. People are more likely to get like closer to people of color in crosswalks, right? Yeah. There's a higher chance of people of color being like honked at and all like all of this stuff, basically what you would expect. But I was just that's so depressing. Like what is just uh, yeah. That's not what I expected. When I looked up psychology of crosswalks, I just didn't and I don't know why, because we don't live in, you know, the best places. Yeah. Um so I don't know why I was like race and crosswalks but yeah interesting it is interesting move on to our quotable quotes i chose i am always surprised to discover that when the world seems darkest there exists the greatest opportunity for light i just like the quote and (laughs) i think it's true Right. Yeah. The world can seem really dark, but it's also time to mm, try to find light, I guess. But it reminded me of Harry Potter quote. Isn't there a Harry Potter quote that is very similar to that? Yeah. Uh Dumbledore says it. Yeah. Um and so I think and I so I think maybe I just kind of like that general theme of their like everything may seem really oh, yeah. dark, but there's also there's always like there's something, you know, there's also the chance for yeah. something else, you know? So um, I really like that quote from Harry Potter as well. Happiness can be found in the darkest of times if only one remembers to turn on the light. Yeah. That's the Dumbledore quote. Yeah. Also a good quote. Yeah. All right. I really liked this quote that actually came from, I think her name was Freya. She was the lady's maid that uh, worked with harper and is who harper went to when she was feeling a lot of things about her mother's terminal illness and not being able to be with her while she's dying freya says it is not the moment of passing that is the most important it is all of the moments that come before i really liked that that was a really hard i mean she felt i think a lot of guilt and not being with her mother while she was dying even though she's been dying for a long time um and just i mean just the heartbreak of not being able to be with someone that you love in their final days moments whatever and so i like that with this we highlight it's all of the things that you do before the person is dead right before they pass she talks about how she wasn't with freya this character wasn't with her sister when she died but she knew before she saw like she knew that she loved her mm-hmm. and the time that they spent with each other was cherished before she had died so i just really like the sentiment behind that yeah i also liked the quote failure isn't absolute just because you couldn't save everyone doesn't mean you didn't save anyone This is something that Harper says to Rin near the end of the book because he, oh, carries so much guilt and so many deaths with him that he had no control over Mm -hmm. because they occurred when he was his monster, right? Yep. And so I like that we have the acknowledgement that like he, there was, there were things that he couldn't control and like you can't that'll be something that he probably carries forever. But at the same time, he did everything that he could to try to protect his people. And he did the best that he could to try to protect his people. 
So I don't know. I like that. Again, it just goes into some of the feelings that I have about this character. Mm -hmm. I think that he had kind of, up until he had met Harper, I think that Rin had kind of become complacent in ending the curse. Right? He felt like just secluding himself from his people was the best action. They were starving, but if he gave them food, how would you decide, like, well, these people should get food and these people shouldn't, things like that. And also, he didn't have, an act, uh, like, a good excuse for what happened to the king and the royal family because he killed them and he didn't want his people to know that. So I feel like he was just kind of getting by until Harper came along and was like, you know what? You have all of this food. Let's feed your people. And so I think that she kind of held him accountable where maybe the other people that he'd run into before didn't do that. Alrighty. Anything else? Uh, no, I think so. I'm good. Alrighty. Well then that wraps up A Curse So Dark and Lonely by Bridget Kimmerer. Join us next time. We'll be discussing The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. Thank hey. you for listening. Thank you for listening to Literary Quest. We hope you enjoyed our episode. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Literary Quest Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You're also welcome to share your thoughts and ideas with us via email at literaryquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again.